Hi, I'm Erin Gallagher, Interim Executive Director of This Is My Brave, and we're so excited to present to you this season of Our Turn to Talk, a podcast featuring young people who understand how important it is to talk about mental health. At This Is My Brave, we know that storytelling saves lives. We hope that this podcast inspires you to be brave with us and to start brave conversations with your family and friends. This is the stunning voice of today's guest, Jada Bromberg. It's a song she wrote called I Will. Music has been a part of Jada's life for as long as she can remember. I've been singing my entire life. And I joined chorus when I was in fourth grade, and I've been doing it ever since. As much as Jada embraced music growing up, it wasn't always harmonious. When I was feeling really depressed, I would play piano and I would sing. I would feel like I had a terrible voice because just everything felt negative in that moment. This negativity seeped into other parts of her life. I stopped hanging out with friends. I didn't really participate in anything, kind of just isolated myself and was in my room all the time, just feeling sad. And although music wasn't lifting her spirits at that moment, Jada found it to be a powerful form of therapy. And as we will learn, music helped in her search for identity, something that's still a bit of a mystery to her. I come from a line of black and white pictures. This is Our Turn to Talk, a place for young people to talk about mental health and how we're the generation to finally put our well-being first. I'm Anastasia Vlasova. I'm 19 and a freshman at NYU. Jada Bromberg is 18 years old and lives in Fairfax, Virginia. And, as she tells it, she grew up a happy, adventurous kid. I was always looking for something new to do. I would get so excited about like seeing friends and playdates and all that. And I loved to dress up in costumes all year long, not just Halloween. Yeah, I was just very cheerful and energetic. Do you have a specific memory that kind of encapsulates your whole personality as a kid? Well, in my elementary school, we had a carnival every year. I remember doing a cakewalk and I baked something for it. And I know every year I did the cakewalk, but I never won because it was really hard to win a cakewalk. And I remember one year I won and I was just super excited and I got to go out to the table and pick whatever dessert I wanted. And it was just a very exciting event, I guess, because, you know, food. Ah yes, food. I also love baking, and basically all desserts. But things started to change as Jada entered middle school. 
I was really excited to go into middle school. I was excited just to be in a different school and different environment than I was in before. But I got very unmotivated to do things. And, and so that changed over time. I had started to just get very exhausted from anything. Um, and, and I just lacked motivation to do things, go out with friends, um, continue doing any extracurricular activities and stuff. How did others around you react during that time? Did they also notice a difference? I remember my mom saying that I was in my room a lot. I just spent a lot of time in my room by myself. I'm not even sure what I did, but both my parents kind of wanted to give me space because like, oh, teen years. And that's what I thought. I was just like, I guess this is what it's like to be a teenager. I just get bored of things. And <laughs> this is this is life. Like you're excited as a kid and as you grow up, it kind of just gets old is kind of what my mindset was at the time. Exhausted, unmotivated, bored, and uninspired. These are all normal things to feel sometimes. We all do. But when these feelings persist day after day, sometimes there's something deeper happening. Jada finally saw a therapist and understood what she was up against. Depression and anxiety. I didn't know at first that I was experiencing things with my mental health. Um, but now that I look back, I can see that I was struggling for a few months before I started to realize that something was going on and, and go get help. But Jada's story is a bit more complicated. So my parents are Caucasian and kind of just looking around, especially as I get older, when parents are at school. I just remember um, last year, I had this rehearsal for a show I was doing for chorus. And I was kind of sitting in the hallway and parents were roaming around, you know, and I had, there were a few people in my group and their parents were there, uh, their mothers specifically. And I would look over and I would just be like, oh my God, they look just like each other. And, and to me, I just felt like, wow, I don't have that. Jada's parents adopted her from China when she was a little over a year old. Was told I was left under a tree in China. And of course, she has questions. In adoption, just as it is, like all the things that I think about that other people don't even have to begin to think about because they just are born with that. Basic things that many of us take for granted. I don't know what time I was born. I believe that I was born on the birthday I was told, but you don't know for sure. And so I guess that's just upsetting sometimes because it's just hard feeling like you don't have pretty much like your own rights of what you learn when you're a child. I feel like a lot of different parts are missing. Just where I came from, the way I look, where I get my traits from. And I guess it's just because I don't have the biological factors, I don't have any like information. I started to question my identity, which is when I started to want to know more about where I came from and who my birth parents are. The fact that Jada was an orphan was no secret. I always knew I was adopted. My parents told me since the moment they held me, it was nothing they wanted to keep from me, and I'm very glad for that. But what wasn't clear was how the questions around her identity were connected to her mental health struggles. For 
the longest time, I I just thought like it had nothing to do with it. As I'm connecting pieces now, I'm realizing that there's definitely a lot of parts that do go together with that and and just connect to early trauma that all adoptees have, even if it's not conscious, but I think that it's becoming conscious to me now. And I'm starting to realize it and like put those pieces together. I definitely have a lot of highs and lows with processing all this stuff that has to do with my adoption. And yeah, there are times that I get really depressed or I just get very anxious. I mean, I'm anxious all the time, but um, makes me more anxious, I guess. While she didn't really know it was happening at first, Jada was beginning to unravel the early trauma that many adopted kids experience. That trauma can come from being separated from birth parents and also from the events that caused them to be put up for adoption or put in the foster system. Oftentimes, events that children can't remember but are still part of them can cause behavioral and mental health problems. So what prompted your decision to actually pursue this and trying to find out more about your past? Because I know you said you kind of had thoughts about it every now and then throughout the past few years, but why this year, this spring, did you decide to really go through with it? So I started searching in the spring because that's when I, around when I started thinking about my adoption altogether. I mean, I always thought about it here and there, but it wasn't really on my mind um, because I always felt content with who I am and my life and and I felt like I didn't really need to know anything else. I know you were saying that there was a lot of tears and it was a lot to handle, but do you think you could try to identify which emotions you were feeling? I would say I mostly felt sad, as glad as I was to find out something new. My first thoughts are kind of like, why didn't I know this before? Like, why am I being told this now rather than knowing this 17 years ago? So that's just the biggest thought that goes around overall. It's just sad. Getting information, even like little, little parts, like it just takes time to process all of it. And and getting a lot at once will take even longer to process. So I just remember going through all of the papers and kind of just reading like what, what they were saying and trying to let that soak into my brain and thinking while I'm being told like little parts of my life right now. So Jada might not have known how to cope with these emotions she was feeling right away and her symptoms of depression and anxiety, but she did find coping mechanisms like her incredible music, which you heard at the beginning of this episode. When I was really struggling the hardest, when I was 13, I sat down at my piano and I wrote a song about how I was feeling. I had looked up kind of the basic structure of songwriting, but I, I kind of just naturally like grew into doing it. And so the more and more I kept writing and creating songs, the better I was getting at it. And, and being able to you know, pour my emotion out onto paper and then write chords. I've been playing piano since I was five. And so I accompany myself with just my piano. And the more that I kept writing, the deeper I got into writing about how I feel or different experiences I've had. 
After a quick break, we'll talk more about the healing power of music for mental health. Hi, Erin Gallagher from This Is My Brave Again. Whenever I meet young people who are sharing their stories, I feel even more empowered to do the work that I do. If this inspires you too, I want to tell you how you can get involved with us at This Is My Brave. Are you a college student? Our Brave Ambassador program is a student-led movement to create a safe space for yourself and your peers to talk about mental health and to break down barriers on your campus. And teens, if you feel like this is your turn to talk, check out our website for opportunities to share your story, including how to participate in our next national teen show. Go to thisismybrave.org for more information. Since the beginning of time, various cultures have used drumming to release pain, to release anger. It's an appropriate, if you will, means of expressing anger. And better yet, it can be framed in a context where a therapist can join. That's Joanne Lowy an associate professor and director of the Louis Armstrong Center for Music and Medicine at Mount Sinai Beth Israel in New York. Music is a part of how we express ourselves. When we speak, there's tone, there's timbre, there's mood, there's expression of who we are. Joanne's team of music therapists help their patients cope with lots of mental health conditions, depression, anxiety, and even other things like pain management, all through the power of playing music. Dr. Lowy specifically works with depression in people our age. In studies of neurology and music therapy, we're looking at depression. Yes, it is a diagnosis. And we're looking to see how music and music therapy can reduce anxiety and enhance communal mechanisms of shared experience that can grow teenagers' self-esteem, which is critical to function in adulthood. And when I express those feelings in a non-typical way, not talking, but in singing, in drop me where others can join. Awareness increases, responsiveness increases, shared experience brings meaningful associations. So what's different about music also is that songs can be metaphoric to something that's too private to share in words. I wish that I could be someone I recognize It's just so easy to believe I shouldn't cry We all have songs we sing along with, and as listeners, we each have our own understanding of what those words mean. Lying to myself, she probably get some help 
This is a song Jada wrote about something she's had trouble sharing outside of music. She actually performed this song for the This Is My Brave National Teen Show last year. My identity is lost in the fog. When it clears, I'm still here. This is just one of the many songs Jada has written. In fact, songwriting has become a form of therapy, helping her work through the complexity of emotions and questions around her identity. I kept all of my original songs in a notebook, and I now have three notebooks full of original songs. And in last year, I decided to go to a studio and record some of them. And initially, I was just gonna record this this song that was about like you know random nonsense. You know, I tried recording the song at the studio, but it just didn't feel right. So I started recording some of my deeper stuff and the ones that were really about my mental health journey. And I created an album out of that at the Edge. And so I have these eight songs in the album that are really meant to just. Let the listener hear what I have to say and and even feel how I felt because I would turn to songwriting when I was feeling the worst sometimes. Can't keep holding in my breath when I'm around you. Not so shy when I'm my best, but I conceal too. You're no better. Times too, but for coping reasons, I wrote even during the toughest times, even sometimes when I didn't want to write because I didn't have motivation. But I would channel all of that emotion into my songs. Being able to share my story through the album has been really special because I kind of start the album off with like one place that I'm in, which is more of the darker place that I was in, and then as you get through to the end of the album, the last song is coming at you now, and it's like coming at my depression and you know tackling it and overcoming it, and and so so people who listen to my songs are able to hopefully resonate with some of of what I'm saying. What is the one thing that you want to know? Is it who your birth parents are, how you were left, or why maybe? What is that one piece of information that you really are looking for? I guess my end goal is to know who my birth parents are, know who my birth mother is specifically. But I can say it's my end goal. But at the same time, like it's like everything that you learn, and this is for a lot of adoptees. But it's almost like you always want more. So you find out a little piece of information, but that's not enough. Enough, like you want more. And even if you do find your birth parents, you may or may not、uh, feel fulfilled by that because there's just a whole other process to go with through with that. I think that my generation is teaching everyone. 
that mental health is a problem and that it's something that needs to be focused on and not, not just in the back of people's minds but in the front of people's minds and that people need to be constantly aware of how they speak to other people or aware of their surroundings and how other people might feel on the inside. You know, all of my experiences that were negative have, have really turned me into something positive. And so I want, I want people to be able to see my whole story and, and I just want to share with them, you know, my unique story and, and how everyone's mental health story is different and how the journey I'm on has helped me, you know, have a more positive outlook on life and helped me learn more about myself and help the world. When I think of myself as an adoptee, I feel like what I'm going through now is something I'm going to experience for the rest of my life, but it doesn't have to impact me as much as it has in the past or as much as it does now. But I do think I'm always going to be looking for more and I'm going to always have that part missing. And I think that the most important thing is is now I'm learning to accept that. And that's really what I'm working on currently is acceptance. Please don't stay away. I won't give in. No, not to you. I won't take the punch, but I'm coming at you now. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Our Turn to Talk. And thank you so much to Jada for sharing her story. You can check out her mental health advocacy on her Instagram at jadarese, J-A-D-A-R-E-E-S-E. You can also listen to more of her beautiful music, which is out on all streaming platforms. Her entire performance for the This Is My Brave National Teen Show, as well as the other incredible teens sharing their art, is on YouTube. Just search for This Is My Brave National Teen Show. Next week, we hear from another brave teen on her experience with depression after the sudden loss of her younger brother, and how performance and poetry helped her move through the grief. I truly believe that no one is ever truly gone, and I just want that reminder every day that even though it seems like he's not here, he's still here. If you're a young person, we'd love to hear from you. What's your story? You can go to OurTurnToTalk.com to share. Okay, so maybe you're not ready to share your story, but maybe you have a question for us. We will be answering your questions in an upcoming Our Turn to Talk episode. No filters, no shame. Submit your question on our website, OurTurnToTalk.com. Our Turn to Talk is a production of Principal Pictures. We believe in the power and impact of storytelling through podcasts and films to build empathy and inspire change. Season 1 is a partnership with This Is My Brave, an organization using performing arts to fight the stigma around mental health challenges and addiction. I've been very proud to intern there for the past two years. A very special thanks to Executive Director Aaron Gallagher and Program Manager Katie Grena. Check out This Is My Brave at thisismybrave.org. This episode includes content courtesy of the WETA Wellbeings Youth Mental Health Project. Learn more at wellbeings.org and join the conversation with hashtag wellbeings. 
This episode of Our Turn to Talk was produced and edited by Patrice Howard, Megan Botel, and Mitch Hanley. Beth Murphy and Jennifer Marshall are our executive producers. Additional support in the field and in the studio from Hannah McEachern, Ed Kashi, and Ben Kolak. Support for Our Turn to Talk is provided by the Hollister Confidence Fund, the Hershey Company, Rosemary Van Otterloo, and the Russa Fund of the Community Foundation of Greater Washington. I'm Anastasia Lasova, and I'm so excited to be on this journey with you. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, everyone. Aaron Gallagher again. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Our Turn to Talk. Are you inspired by what you heard today? Are you ready to share your own story about your mental health journey? If yes, here's how you can do it. Go to thisismybrave.org and select Share Your Story. We can't wait to hear your brave.